Welcome back to the official episode number one of Monster Camp Podcast. This is episode one. Officially number one. Officially number one. You guys are witnessing history here. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, uh, well, here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Uh, You made it through the beta test, our pilot show about absolutely nothing. Uh, You made it through the Raiders of the Lost Ark. We got some amazing feedback. So much support, and just thank you everyone that listened and uh, gave us that feedback. You know, we're just, everyone's going to get better and better, and you know, we're, this is a little bit of a learning curve along the way, but uh, we're figuring it out, so I we got a lot of exciting things in store. Including a brand new theme song. Ooh. Or should we start the theme song here? I think this would be a good spot. Shout out to my brother, Hayden, for creating this uh, theme song. This is our summer theme song and what's cool about this theme song we had this idea to theme it for whatever you know is going on so you will hear some different theme songs in the future like it's going to be the same theme song but there's going to be some um easter eggs i guess you will changes with the seasons that's it and uh we're in summer right now hayden's awesome massively talented and yeah so cool that he did this for us check out my brother's uh band before we play this song he's in a band called newscast and um he's in a band called holy vision and holy vision is kind of his side project that's really taken off right now and um without further ado i'm excited let's this is uh monster camp So yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so sweet. Uh, we it. have an official theme song. We do. We have a sticker. We, we have a theme song. We, <laughs> we have are a logo. officially official. We, but but now we officially have an episode. That's true. But, <laughs> I, but I, that was the that was the whole thing though. We were talking like, okay, if we're gonna do this podcast, let's get everything like all of our ducks in a row. Yeah. Um. First, so we had a logo, theme song, microphone. Um, check, 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 check. check. And now we have we, the podcast. We waited two years in order to make this actually <laughs> somewhat decent before we just went off and jumped into the deep end. Uh, we wanted to actually bring something that had some quality to it. And, you know, we put a lot of thought into this. So, like I said, it's going to get better and better. Yeah. Uh, I have something for you. Uh, oh, we going off, in? Oh, my to, gosh. To kick off summer vacation. It's small. It's summer vacation. It's so small. Today is the 30th really anniversary cool. of Jurassic Park. Oh, officially. Right. It's summer vacation, baby. All right, so this is so small, but hey, it's oh, something you guys to get can you hear the bag. to get you through the day. Yeah, I apologize, I but this is gonna get. Why, you didn't have to get me anything. It's kicking off your summer vacation. Come on. What is it? <laughs> we. Oh, are both of these mine? Yes. Oh my gosh! Um, for those of you at home, maybe you can smell this <laughs> through the. I'm literally holding the bumble go up to the microphone. <laughs> smell your phone at this point. Big League Chew Bubblegum, right, Big baby. Rally Blue Raspberry, and Ground Ball Grape. That's right. Why does that guy look like Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I love the animation on the front of these. They're forever. so good. That's right. Big League Chew now sponsors Monster Camp Podcast this That's summer. It. 
chew what the big leaguers chew. Is it's that... peanut free, gluten free, and aspartame free. <laughs> I so, wow, this doesn't have much sugar in it. It's like two grams of sugar. I thought when we were kids, we were just getting high off sugar no, playing baseball. <laughs> Dude, you you'll put the whole pack in your mouth and just blow the world's giant, the world's uh, biggest bubble. I, I yes, absolutely. I look forward to chewing this as we go on our bike ride later. <laughs> summer vacation. That's it. Mike and I are going uh, on a bike ride dude, later. Went to Typhoon Lagoon last week to kick off my summer vacation. Thank you for this, uh, by the way. I, the only thing I gave you was a uh, a Lacroix. Dude, well, no, a Waterloo. But it's Summerberry. Summerberry. I've Waterloo. been in summer vacation mode, so we went to Typhoon Lagoon last week. Uh, I've actually never been to Typhoon Lagoon. I know that's a whole other story for another time, but I used to be terrified of water slides. Uh, you know, like in Jaws, there must be a childhood uh, clinical term for this: it drowning. Uh, it's like a, it's like roller coaster. Once you get over just, it, it's great. Dude, I had the time of my life. I was like a ten-year-old, um, <laughs> running from slide to slide, jumping in the pool. Dude, we did Misadventure Falls three times. Third time's a charm, though. We get on. Right, I'm standing there. I look down. Oh my God! There's an ant biting my arm in, in the water. I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I flicked it off. Okay, get you on. Literally it. Fl- gave it the bird, Dude, or you <laughs> both? <laughs> Dude, so it's my arms like stinging all the way up. I'm like, well, this is this is kind of cool. I'm like, I feel like a kid. Uh, we go to get off of it for the third time, and every each time I got off this ride, it was like the the water's flowing so hard at you. Oh yeah, and it's kind of hard to get off that big tube. So like each time I kind of felt like, oh man, I almost like ate it both times. So third time's a charm. I go to get off and I can just feel myself so embarrassingly just, I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm going down, just completely lost my balance, fell off into the water, smashed my knee into the concrete uh, bottom, which, you know, you, you're not expecting that, but no. I like did the Chris Farley. I just shot up immediately. Like, well, no problem. No I, meant, problem. I meant to do that. And uh, the lady's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Totally fine. I'm just so embarrassed. And I look down, my knee is scraped up and bloody. And I'm like, let's go to the next one. I'm, I feel like I was, I'm like 10 years old. I got scraped knees, ant bites. Summer, baby. Summer. So that's great. it. So Dude, great. That's amazing. I can imagine you being like an Ed Wood, like when Bill Murray gets into the uh, the pool <laughs> to get baptized and he just falls on everyone. <laughs> that's what it was. That's like, I, I am a... A uh, a true fat guy when it comes to getting out of the, uh, the the tubes at a water park. I'm always like, my legs go up and you have to like rock yourself back and forth yeah. to get up. You I'm, don't you don't realize I'm a you I'm don't a realize the age until you actually are getting in and out of those where you see everybody else just jumping out so easily. But, right, uh, as a kid, I was able to jump up no problem, but as an adult, I kind of have to get like a rocking uh, start. <laughs> Nothing was gonna stop me though. I'm ready to go back. We're I'm telling you, summer. I'm in the summer vacation mindset. With uh, Miss Adventure Falls, though, did you was the animatronic uh, parrot working? Parrot was working, and I've heard awesome. that that is not always the case. But no, they'll usually yeah. have a curtain over it. I was because I was kind of freaking out. That was actually the first one we went on, and like last time I went on a water slide, I had the worst experience. So <laughs> I was kind of terrified because we're going on the conveyor belt, and all I could think of was like Popeyes at Islands of Adventure without that seat same conveyor belt when you go up to the top, and I'm like. Okay, this is like really high now. I'm actually, I'm a little scared. I'm scared. And then we get to the top. We get to the tippity top and I just see it's just like Popeye where all the water's flowing. Oh, Crazy rapids in front of you. I'm like, we're really going to go down. I'm going to die. We're going to die. Now Uh, that you've done it in the daytime, you need to go back for an H2O glow event at Typhoon. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's at night. I I did it years ago. Um, They invited me out to like film it for the channel. And we went out and dude, riding water slides at night is like riding a roller coaster at night. 
It is so different. It's so fast. That sounds uh, scarier. It's ter- but I'm curious. What was your bad experience on the water slide before we dive into today's <sighs> subject? I when need I, to know this. We all need to know this embarrassing when story. When I was like 10 years old. <laughs> when I was like 10 years old, we were visiting family in New Jersey. And my uh, my aunt was like, let's go to this water park. I, I'm pretty sure it was called Waterworks was the name of the park. I, I'm, yeah, I'm Waterworks. I'm positive that that was the name. And these are like... These aren't these parks aren't created with the theming and you know the uh, they that immerse you into all the stuff the way that like Disney or Universal would do it. Uh, you know they just, they're just slides and they're just put up in the parking lots and yeah. So I didn't really know what to expect. That was the first one I'd ever been to. That was like a real water park um, besides some local ones here. Uh, so we get to this one and it's just the you're in the big tube mm-hmm. and you're so high up and all I can see down below is just parking lot all underneath us. And I was oh like, yeah, no grass, nothing. And nothing. I was just like, that's a little scary. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it and like I'm already kind of nervous because it's really high up and I didn't know what to expect. So I get into the raft and then it, the guy pushes me down and as I'm going down, there's like. We're going up the side. I'm going up the side of the slide. Yeah. Where there's it, there's nothing to there's stop nothing. me from going over. And as I'm going up the side, I can just see parking lot. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Every single one. Oh my god! Thinking like each one, I'm gonna get up higher. I'm just gonna fly off, fly off the ride into the parking lot, splat. So splat. I was terrified. I didn't like it at all. And then to to top it off, like the very end, the, the whole thing like shook. And then as soon as it hit the water, I completely. Uh, like catapulted out. I was upside down. I was stuck in there. It was bad. It was just like you see, like the fat kid trying to swim. And and I'm a good swimmer, but I had Me water too. in my nose and my ears. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I don't want to do it. You went home. I didn't need it. You just. Gotta... I was like, find me a lazy river. Find me even just just the like the, the River Rapids lazy river. I'm good. And that's what I that from that point on, I was like. I hate water parks, but I'll do the lazy river. I love it. Yep. So I'm. I can officially say that I've broken out of that curse. Yeah. And now I love them. I should have done them years ago. So you know, if you're like me and you're just a little scared, it's okay. I'll I'll go on it with you. All right. This summer, Mike conquers the water slide. I did it. I felt like Pete. And <laughs> no Pete. more lazy rivers. Listen up, blowholes. Yeah. <laughs> It was great, and I'm I'm excited to do more now. Yeah, dude, you know, that's awesome. I don't man. think I'm quite ready for the the insane ones where you're just the floor drops out from underneath. I you. did that at Volcano Bay. Ooh. We we need to save this for a whole episode. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll We're, save my story. Yeah, I've got a pretty gnarly. Um, I'm pretty sure I had a concussion. Okay. I'll just say that. Yeah, <laughs> it explains everything now. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I am the way I am. <laughs> no, but today's episode subject matter. We are going complete opposite direction of water parks and water slides in summer. We are going to Spookala. <laughs> That's right. Ocala, Florida's yes. number one. I will say Central Florida is like number one. That was uh, my first time. convention, First man. time at Spookala. And got to say, uh, probably one of my favorites now. Uh, they oh, they yeah. did a great job putting that together. Um I'd say out of all the conventions in Orlando, like Megacon, um, Spooky Empire, um, Toy Convention, Spookala to me, and and this is no shade to any other convention. I get it. You know, it, it, it's Spookala has the right mindset with, yeah. first of all, let's talk about how convenient everything is. So Mike and I go, we went two days. We went Friday and Saturday. 
We got there Friday, kind of drove around for a little bit, trying to find like a good parking spot. We ended up finding parking in the shade. Mm -hmm. Um, Parking was free, by the way. Um, We had a chauffeur. Yeah. That lady was so awesome. They've got golf carts. They have, I mean, we, we, we got picked up and actually dropped off right back at our car. Yeah, she was asking like, us which one was our car. I was not expecting that at no, all. No, and she waited for us. So we get there. We we walked. Did we get a ride in? We were we started walking for about three minutes, and then she picked uh, us the up. The same lady that dropped us off picked That's us right. up, and she she's picked like, us up. Where you guys going? Come on, get in. Yeah, and it was just so cool. And I know it takes a lot to put these events on, and it's you know it's easier said than done. But you know, this goes to my like when I go to a theme park. I go to a convention, I go to a restaurant. The first thing that puts me in a good mood or bad mood is the parking experience. Yeah. Like when I go downtown Orlando, I already know parking is going to suck. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to have to figure this out. Yeah. Um, when I go to Disney, it depends on which park it is. Magic Kingdom, I have to mentally prepare <laughs> for being parked all the way in the back. Yep. No one knows what they're doing. Get out of my way. Let me get on the bus or the shuttle. I mean, and or I'm going to walk. When I go to like... Universal, I know how this works. I'm going through City Walk, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, parking's pretty easy there. But other conventions, like when we did Megacon, we had to pay oh, all yeah. that money. They picked it's, us up on a shuttle bus. You're you're paying you have to pay for admission, which which can get expensive. Plus then you don't think about it at the time, but when you get there you realize, oh god, I have to pay another forty dollars to park. Right. And then you have to get from point A to point B and you know, when I started going to these maybe like 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, um, it was so much easier. You would park your car right out front of wherever it was you were going and you'd right. walk in. Now we're parking miles away from, from right. you know, convention we centers at, or hotels. Universe. Yeah, and it's just – and, you know, and they did it well with the, with the shuttles. They gave shuttle buses. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like every year there's just a little bit – more of a uh, inconvenience as far as where you're going to park, how you're parking. Did you buy your parking pass? Did you buy your whole weekend parking pass? You have to prepay for parking. Everything is about parking. I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to get in. I just want to get I in will, for a day. I'll be honest with you, man. I saw people at um, the last Spooky Empire leaving because they couldn't that's, find parking. That's not good. And that, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I feel for those people. And it's not, you know, PD or anybody's like... You know, they they do their best with the venue. Yeah. Um. You know, but like a, a lot of times, the venues too that they choose, they they don't exactly have the best parking no. um, available because no. some of these are just put in hotels, and you and have to think that there are actual hotel guests, especially staying. when it's across the street from like Universal yeah. or something. So on top of the guests that are actually just staying there to stay there, you have the uh, event guests that are coming in. Right. So you know, there are certain there are certain um uh, places out there where they hold these these events that have parking uh that they thought about parking way before and that they they have the available spaces and they they know you know if we're, we're holding events we have available parking for those events out here yep um, if you're ever in the market to start a convention or start a theme park or start something the first thing you should do before you do anything is build and plan adequate parking because <laughs> i will be your biggest supporter definitely if i don't have to worry Let about tell parking. You, if you have a golf cart to pick me up at my car oh my you've already won in my book yeah that um, lady was awesome man. and, and getting into spookala too it, it wasn't the last time when you went to spooky uh this last event getting in was a was a was a bit of a problem we got you. there we we didn't get to go in until like two hours after the event started because there was no one really like 
No one knew what was going on. Yeah. You know, it, it just was, you know, it's just like Megacon. It, 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 unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you can get lost. Like one time I went to Megacon and I went to the wrong convention entrance, you know, just because they had signs that said <laughs> Megacon arrow pointing straight and there's nothing straight ahead. <laughs> But I feel like we're dogging on everybody but Stu Caller no, right now. No, no, but no. the good thing uh, is, so we get there, we park, we get on this golf cart, this sweet lady takes us to the front. We walk in, and there's a guy checking our bag, super quick, Yeah. walked up, got our passes, um, went right in. I mean, yeah, it, it was... I think from parking and walking in, it maybe took us 20 minutes. Definitely. And especially because we, we had to drive a little bit. So it was like an hour drive uh, from where we are in Orlando out to Ocala. So, you know, once you get there, you just want to go. You don't want to. You've been in the car for an hour. We've been waiting. And you don't want to have to, oh, God, fine. I have to walk 20 minutes. Now I got to get in and wait another hour to get in. I got to get my bag checked. I got to get my ticket. And it's just by the time you get in, it's like the, the event's been going on for two and a half hours. But, you know, this was so good because we walked in. Everyone was friendly. Every, everyone was quick, convenient. Yeah. We walked right into the convention as soon as just about a few minutes after it opened. And you already have your like, you and, you and I are the same. Yeah. When we get to these conventions, we're antsy because we feel like we're going to have like, we have FOMO. We feel like we're going to miss out on everything. Oh, definitely. And nothing ever happens. No. Like, well, this one, this one did. We had a lot of cool stories. From oh my gosh. One, we have so, so many cool stories. Know. So let's start like, from the beginning, like we got, so we got parking done. We go in, we've got our wristbands. I had a Halloween poster, um, the 1978 poster that I've gotten signed by John Carpenter and um, numerous cast members. And I knew Tommy Lee Wallace was going to be there. And that was my top list was Dick Warlock and Tommy Lee Wallace. Met everybody from Halloween 3 at Phantasm a couple of years ago, um, which when I've met the cast from Halloween three, nothing will ever top that because no one in Florida was there. It was literally just me, Adam, Abby, and Sean Clark hanging out with Sean's, you know, basically his, uh, his clients and keeping them company. How, how it was then. Yeah. And how it is now because everyone's now is just, a Halloween three fan. Exactly. How it, it literally went from a cult following to just an actual following now yeah. where, People just love the movie, and it, it used to be like 20 years ago. It was well, you never seen Halloween three? I don't like that one. Now right. everyone loves Halloween three. Yeah, it makes me laugh too because every year I see people with Halloween three merchandise on at Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> like they're like the biggest fans, and then Phantasm comes along, and you could have met Stacy Nelkin, who was Ellie, and then you could have met Tom Atkins, who was uh, Doctor Chalice, and no one's there. But you could have also met Nick Castle, PJ mm-hmm. Souls. Like it, it's crazy. Um, but not, you know, judging anybody, but it's no. just like, you guys got to show up, man. You can't just go to Halloween Horror Nights and wear <laughs> Halloween 3 stuff. Support. Show up and support these no, guys. I get it, though, because it can, it can get to be, you know, sometimes people don't need it, though. They don't need no, to go. No, they don't care. Um, sometimes for me, honestly, uh, you know, I was really big into wanting to get certain autographs, and I've, I've gotten, like, the ones that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes for me, just, just having a little bit of, like, an experience with them or a moment uh, is enough. Yeah. And, and like... Going in, like I honestly didn't really anticipate that I was gonna really get anybody uh, this this go around. Um, like I knew the cast, but I 
I always feel like, well, if I'm if I was gonna do something like a piece, I want to do like a poster, like like you have. Yeah. Um. So that's why I feel like now I just don't want anything, just like a single autograph on something. I'd rather get something completed. Right. Because um, right. I just I've changed over the years with with what exactly you know I I I want to go for. Or, Same. Or I always thought I would have a Back to the Future poster signed st- because that's one of my favorite movies, but I don't have anything signed from anyone from Back to the Future. Really. I've met Christopher Lloyd. See those were, and I've met Tom Wilson yeah. without Adam, and I've met Leah Thompson with Adam mm-hmm. and um, James Tolkien. Um, we were all hanging out with them after hours at MegaCon, and for me, just getting to hang out with Tom Wilson and them not being quote unquote on, yeah, and just hanging out with because Tom just and being, Adam are like good just friends, regular guys, man. That was enough for me. I was yeah. like. This is the best experience I could have ever not paid for. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> or even that's all for. you need. Like when I, um, like one of my holy grails was uh, meeting Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and, and same. getting his autograph. Uh, I, you know what? I kick myself because I say I'm the biggest Back to the Future fan in the world. <laughs> but yet, when Michael J. Fox came, I didn't do an autograph. I did do the photo op. Right. But I mean, it just it gets expensive. So I mean, that's still on my holy grail list. You know, getting Michael J. Fox to sign. But uh, meeting Christopher Lloyd was just the interaction we had. Right. I could have cared less if he signed anything for me. It was just Same. just getting to talk to him. And he was so sweet, so funny, yeah. told a great story. That's going to be for exactly the Back to the Future episode. Exactly. We're going to so, have a little, little Easter egg for you. So, um, like I was saying, I had the poster. Yes. And I knew I was going to get Tommy Wallace on it. Um, and then I wanted to meet Dick Warlock and just get a standalone Michael Myers to um, photo of Dick um, just because I have a soft spot for Halloween too. Um, Rick Rosenthal, the director of that did a stupendous job in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always loved Dick Warlock's characters and career he's done mm-hmm. as a stunt man. So let's talk about Tommy Lee Wallace first. And then we got a, Oh boy, <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff for Mr. Warlock. Um, so Tommy Lee walked up. Uh, there was a gentleman in front of us uh, getting his poster mm-hmm. signed as well. And uh, I noticed on his table, he had a lot of cool, like, variety of photos. You know, not only Halloween, but um, stuff from It, um, Fright Night 2, which most people have never seen. Because yeah, a lot of people got... don't realize he directed the, uh, the TV uh, It, the yeah. TV movie It. Yeah, um, with uh, Jonathan which, Brandis. Yeah, and a lot of people only put him in with J- the John Halloween Ritter. group. But he's, he's done a lot of a lot of things that kind of shaped your, your childhood. Yeah. Halloween three was his directorial debut, but you know, he, he was like, he was the, one of the production designer guys. I just knocked my coffee on the server. Um, <laughs> and it happens to be in a Halloween mug. It is a John Carpenter's Halloween mug. And if you get it hot, the, the shape's face starts to, so even, you can see where it's scratched. Cause I actually put it in the uh, dishwasher. Even once. the coffee mug is themed for this, this current episode. Halloween is fueling me <laughs> right now. I'm tired from the convention. I watched Halloween four last night. Me too. too. We'll so, talk about yeah. that. So Tommy Lee Wallace, production designer, um, played Michael Myers also in Halloween, uh, 1978 with, um, anytime you saw like the, Glass um, from the car at the beginning with um, Marion um, when he shatters the the glass with his hand. that's Tommy Lee Wallace's hand mm-hmm. um, the door busting open to get the the doorknob open um, busting open the um, the closet that's all Tommy Lee Wallace mm-hmm. because he knew how those props were gonna break yeah so that's why they made him the shape in those scenes 
And I have a Halloween 3 poster that's signed, but I didn't want to get anybody but Tom Atkins and Stacey Nelkin on that one, um, just because I'm weird. But um, Tommy signed my uh, poster right along the edge of the knife, because um, his signature, like I told you... It was cool. He has a cool long. signature. I love how he does that. He basically takes up... He doesn't take up the whole poster, but he takes up... Like, if he signs the knife on the poster, he just takes the entire... Blade. And he, he dot, dot, dot all the way to the end of it. Yeah, um, it's not annoying like Crispin Glover's, where he writes you a whole paragraph. Yeah, no. But no, it's no. tasteful. <laughs> yes. It stands out. Yeah, he doesn't do it to, like, say, oh, I don't care about your poster. Right. You know, he... Like, I was, I was telling Micah... Uh, when we were going to Spookala that, you know, I, I enjoy when someone has a really good autograph because yeah. sometimes you go up and it's just, they'll, they'll do like a Jake, Jake blues X yeah. and that's it. And <laughs> that's you're it. like, well, okay. And, yeah. you know, but sometimes when they actually have something that they a little bit thought out and it's always nice. Like to John see. Carpenter, mine says JC <laughs> and a star and that's it. I mean, yeah, it's well, cool. You know, you know, I get it. They've been doing this for a long time. So, sure. you know, I get it. So Tommy was awesome. Um, Talked to us for a good bit, took a photo, was just really like appreciative. Yes. Um, he also has a book coming out where yeah, uh, it's about Halloween three. Yeah, it's called "Where the Hell Is Michael Myers?" Yeah, that's um, a great. Which is what everybody always asks because if you've never seen Halloween three, he is not in the movie and he has really nothing to do with the movie. Actually, he is in it. Um, right, he's on. He's they're watching the movie in the movie, right? Is um, playing. Yeah, and also he is the. Uh, it's almost time, kids, for the big giveaway. Oh, wow. That's Tommy's voice. That's cool. As I take a burp <laughs> from saying that. Um, um, his book is, though, full of all of the questions that he probably has been asked millions of times for from conventions and, and different people that run into him. Um, I applaud him for doing the book. Oh, definitely. And also at his table, he had two cards explaining yeah. how he made the mask. Well, by the way, guys, he made the mask. He yes. created the shape. Which is He took the Bill Shatner mask. Cut the eye holes, ripped everything off, the sideburns, and there's matted a, the hair. I believe there's a YouTube video. Krylon uh, White. They made a YouTube paint. video up there that. Uh, yeah, Sean Clark did it with him at. Um, I don't know if it was at Sean's house or not, but Tommy Lee Wallace comes over. They buy a. I think it's a Trick or Treat Studios, um, just like my mask. Yeah. I have it here, and he basically shows the process, <laughs> and it is so quick. I think they did that because he was like, "Listen, I'm gonna. You're gonna film this. You're gonna see how I did it." And then I'm not doing it anymore. Right. They, I mean, he's been asked so many times, you know, how did you make the mask? What, what did you do? What gave, what inspired it? And honestly, a lot of this stuff is just because it's all they had lying around, you know, shoestring budget. Yeah. You're making, you, you, know. you know, back in the day when, back in the day when you'd make these movies, yeah. um, you know, you take a Frankenstein mask. Okay. We're going to take out the eyes and remove the hair. We're going to color this orange. Okay. Right. That's our mask. Yeah. Because you just, you didn't have money to do all that stuff. No, it's just like the Jason so, mask. You know, it just so happened they they had yeah. a hockey mask. And at the time, they don't they don't think of anything. They're like, whatever. We just we throw, What's a rerun. We, we throw it out at the end of the movie. What, right. Why would anybody care? Right. And they don't realize that you know there's so many fans and it becomes iconic. And it's kind of interesting to hear because even you know to jump ahead a little bit, meeting Dick Warlock and hearing him talk about his stories. Uh, he said so many different times that you know I don't I'm not an actor. What what the hell am I doing up here for? Right. You know, like, I'm just guy. a guy. And it's so funny that you know there's so many times you meet you meet people that are just so humble, and they really don't think that what they've done is anything other than just their job yeah. nine to five. You know, it's cool though to hear like Tommy like when I showed him my tattoo, my Halloween three tattoo. Like you could tell he was just kind of like 
this is crazy. Like, I'm going to do my best telling me, wow, I never wow. thought, like, so many people in this world would actually like my uh, my movie. He's such an old hippie. He is. And it, he's really nice. Hi, such guys. A cool How guy. are you? Oh, great, yeah. Oh, yeah, me and John, oh, yeah, we are up there in the, you know. Micah throws his leg up on the table with his, with <laughs> Look his at nice it. Halloween 3 tat. It's in He's like, ink. yeah, that's a nice-looking uh, thing you got there, pal. That's pretty good. Take your tail, you take your foot off my table. <laughs> You jerk. No, he didn't say that. No, he was 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 so nice. Very Um, awesome. Then we went over and we had to wait for my poster to to dry because he used a really cool paint pen on it. And those things take forever. You don't want to schmear. No. You're going to ruin your beautiful poster you've got there. And that would make me so mad. A lot of work put into that thing. Yeah. Uh, So we go over to meet Mr. Dick Warlock. And the first person we encountered was his wonderful wife, Kat. Yes. And at first I was like, who is this lady who's just like I, giving us tidbits of information? I had a feeling that she was uh, his wife because the, when we came up, she just, she seemed like she was somehow related. She was the way so she was stoked. I think she was you. even stoked that more about us wanting to talk to yes. her. Two of the sweetest people that I may have ever met in my entire life, Dick Warlock and, Kat. and his wife, Cat Warlock, um, Cat Warlock. Uh, this, I mean, they were about to literally invite us over for some coffee and cake at the end of the night, I think. Like, seriously, <laughs> and I'm not even kidding, and I'm not we'll trying to embellish at all. We got to all. do uh, at the very end of the con, too. Yes, but yes, I so I guess I'll start with this one. Yeah. You can you can go with this. I go up, I knew what photo I wanted, but then of course, when I get up there, I start second guessing myself. But I went for this light blue background of the Halloween two mask with, you know, Dick obviously wearing it. And, um, she starts pointing out other photos and talking about Westerns and talking about how Dick got his start. And Mike tell us like one of my favorite things she told us was his. Oh, with the, uh, last name. Basically. Yeah. How he got his start. So, uh, Dick Warlock, when, you know, back in the day he worked at, uh, one of the Western ranches, uh, I'm not exactly sure if it was the, is it, it the wasn't song? spawn. No, but no. something like that where, you know, back in the day they were, they would have these, uh, these ranches that were set up for all the Western movies that they would make and all the stuntmen would basically work there yeah. and practice. And that's, that's almost like where they lived. I, it was I like a camp. Yeah. Um, so he was working there and at the time, you know, he was just a, just a guy, you know, coming up in the ranks, um, as a stuntman. And he was actually, his name was Dick Lemming. So she told us that, you know, there was somebody else, I believe, who had a similar last name. Fleming. Fleming. With Fleming. F. So there was a, there was someone there named with a Fleming. Yep. It was their last name. And they were getting all the work. And someone had basically suggested uh, to Dick that he change his name. Uh, or change his last name. Right. And I, I can't remember she, how they came up with Warlock, but... I mean, what better name for a stuntman than Dick, Dick Warlock? Warlock. Dick Warlock is your Michael stunt Myers. Guy. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's a great last name. But you know what's funny about that? When she was saying that, I, I mentioned to her a lot of folks back in the day when they were, you know, whether they were immigrants or starting out in Hollywood, they would change their last name. Yeah. Um, and they had these, you know, actor names, yep. you know, and uh, like. Michael J. Fox, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. he, he changed his name and, um, I had a friend who his grandfather was an immigrant and who came into, uh, LA and tried to become an actor. And, um, he changed his last name to something. 
So that was his last name because they something. were like, yeah, like I don't, I can't remember his first name, but they're like, oh, let's get Bill something <laughs> because you remember that, yeah. you know, and, and Micah and, something over there. Yeah, Micah something. Get yeah. him over here. And uh, that's probably, <laughs> that's you know, just a trend back then. And uh, Dick did the same thing. Well, he picked a good last name because I wish Dude. I was Mike Warlock. Are you what kidding me? Dick Warlock. Like Halloween Stutman Town. Extraordinary. I'm a warlock in my off hours. <laughs> So, if you don't know who Dick Warlock is, and you've if you're, seen you're him struggling to to try to understand this, um, let me give you a quick uh, synopsis of this this man's career. Uh, so he started 1964, The Ballad of a Gunfighter. Yeah, uh, he's credited as Dick Lemming. I'm not sure what he was probably just a stunt stunt person on on set. Uh, then we move on to the Green Berets in 1968, followed by in 1968. He was in The Love Bug. That's it. Walt where Disney's. Where he was credited as Richard Warlock. And he says he was a stunt driver. Yeah. Uh, this one, you're going to like this one. 1973, Soylent Green. It's people! Oh my god. Soylent gosh. Green is people! Charlton Heston. Uh, this one is, is I, I didn't even realize this one. Blazing Saddles. Yes. Dude. He's in Blazing one Saddles, dude. One of my dude. favorite movies in the entire I world. I guarantee Blazing you Saddles. he did some stuff with horses. and. Oh, without a doubt. Just He's uncredited, though, as a stunt guy. A lot of those guys were, man. Uh, I'll go through these. Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, Earthquake. Uh, he was a driver. Spectacular, that was, wasn't it? <laughs> but none of, that, none of what you just saw actually happened. It was all, <laughs> it was all done, done by the special effects people. <laughs> he was a driver in the Hollywood Reservoir, so, you know, when all everything was going down. Uh, Mr. Majestic, and then we get to the big one. He was in Jaws. Jaws. Uh, most notably, he was in The Cage, where he dubbed as uh, Hooper yeah. for Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, and he's got a cool story about that when he was in The Cage. Uh, and the, you know, Bruce, the animatronic shark, uh, they were controlling him. The shark is not working. Repeat, the shark is not working. <laughs> he says, he goes down, he's got the respirator in his mouth, and they're they're going to film the scene where the shark is going to attack the cage, and apparently the shark went a little crazy, which as we know, the shark didn't do anything it was supposed to do, no. so apparently it, it rammed into the cage, knocked him in the stomach, spitting his respirator out, and he's underwater, so obviously you can't breathe underwater. Uh, so then he's trying to look up and give the guy up there like the signal right. and cut. they don't think of anything. They're like, he's great. Look at him. He's flailing his arms around. Right. So he's like, that was a close call. He was able to finally get the respirator back. It was like under his shoulder, get it over and put it back in his mouth. So he went on, um, went on to finish the movie obviously. And he kept going. Uh, you know, I bet they looked back at that footage and they were like, this is perfect. I always think when they make these underwater scenes and you have, they almost want people to panic. I know. When you and they always say like give us a signal, give us a signal. But you and they're like it's so great. You're right. actually drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right, so McNaughton's daughter, Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Uh, again, he was a driver. He was in 1941. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Right. right? Yeah. Uh the nude bomb. Uh the stuntman used cars and then here we go. Escape from New York. Because he was also Kurt Russell's personal stunt double for over 25 years. Imagine that. Snake Pliskin. Dude, imagine that. You know what's funny? We walked up to Dick. We were talking. You were like, I just watched The Thing last night. He's like, what was I in that? <laughs> that was so funny. Dude, yeah, just... Do you remember the joke he said to us? Oh, I'm not going to say a lot of the jokes, but yeah, some, of them, were... <laughs> some of them it was just between us and Dick. But I remember when he was like, yeah, the dog in that was a bitch. Oh, yeah. And we started laughing. And he goes, you get the joke? You get the joke? <laughs> it he's, was so funny. He's, he's so funny. He's so sweet. And he's just, like, he reminds me of my grandpa. Like, when you walk in, he just... Dude, I felt like he was, like, 
we were learning like wisdom from oh, this yeah. old like I feel like we found our uh, Mr. Dick. Myrtle. He's Uncle Dick. Yeah, Mr. Myrtle going to talk baseball. <laughs> he he worked with Walt Disney. And Elvis. With Walt Disney. Uh, we move on. Halloween two, Halloween three, The Thing, The Master, Body Double. He was in Magnum PI, Firestarter, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. That's right. Um, Commando, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Kurt Russell again. You know, Rags to Riches, Quicksilver, Convicted, The Running Man, Spaceballs. Did you know he was in Spaceballs? Wow. Do you want to know who he was in Spaceballs? Please tell me. I'm going to play this and see. Hopefully, you know, we should be able to hear it. But do you remember when... Uh, I'll insert the clip Do you remember when Lone Star goes to do the Vulcan neck pinch? Yes. And he's like, nah, nah, you got it too high. Dude, that is him. It's Dick Warlock. Here we go. No right? way. Watch this. What the hell are you doing? The Vulcan neck pinch? Stupid, you got it much too high. It's down here where the shoulder meets the neck. Like this? Yeah. <laughs> he sounds exactly like that. What the hell are you doing? Yes. That's exactly how he sounds. It is so great. I mean, I, I love this man. He's awesome. Um, remote control, rags to riches, Omega Syndrome, Pumpkinhead, The Abyss. Oh, man, Pumpkinhead. Child's Play 2 and 3. I'm just going to run through these. Uh, He was even in Casino. Um, His last movie that he's credited, or actually uncredited, uh, he's Man on Roof, was Spider-Man back in 2002 with Tobey Maguire. That's right. I did see that. Yeah. I was really hoping they would have him in the um, the Blumhouse Halloween, you know, because oh, yeah. they had Nick Castle, um, you know, they had PJ Souls, they had like a bunch of people in there. Um, maybe just have him do one stunt, but nonetheless, Dick's had an amazing career. Yeah. We had a fantastic conversation he- with him. So what happens <laughs> is we talk to Kat, Kat's telling us all this amazing stuff, and like, honestly, I didn't want our conversation with Kat to end, oh, but luckily either. it happened. Yeah. Several times more we, throughout the weekend. Yeah, we, we saw them again on uh, Saturday, and, and it was like, uh, you could tell that, you know, we, we kind of, we're never ones to actually, like, you know, go up and try to try to talk to anybody that we've seen, um, but it was more as, like, she saw us and was like, oh my gosh, hi, came up to us, and she's She sat so with sweet. us yeah. at the Halloween 3 panel, and the whole time she was, like, telling me, like, tidbits when they were talking about stuff that... Yeah. It, it, it was so like I mean, she literally she we like, took a photo with her it was she, she was so she sweet. touched my cheeks she was she like did. my grandma she's like oh you're so sweet yes uh i mean when we met dick warlock because i because micah had gotten his autograph then i was like you know what i should just get mine today so i come back around and he's like what do you you guys have twins it's laurel and hardy over here look yes. at these two we go and, up i get my <laughs> photo signed and then mike decides after i get my photo and he sees how much of an awesome guy dick is he's like you know what i gotta do it so we get back in line talk to cat more Mike gets Dick's autograph, and then later on, your brother texts you yeah. and is like, I want a Dick Warlock autograph. Yeah, we get back me. in line a third time. Dude, my favorite thing, though, was when we are sitting there talking to Dick the last time. He gets up mm-hmm. and walks away from the table yeah. with us. He goes, let's go walk around for a minute, guys. <laughs> He's like, let's take a walk. And we, we walk literally to the opposite end of the convention hall. Yeah. Like, he's turning around. He's like, does she notice I'm gone yet? Talking about his wife. Right. And he's like, look, she's talking to somebody. She's not even paying attention. It's so funny. Because everybody in line was kind of giving us, like, the stink eye. I, I could tell that we, we may have been, uh, you know, maybe maybe we bothered a few people because of that. But, but it was his idea. It was his idea. And this is just what I say. You know, if you're going to meet anybody and if you're just be kind and be yourself 
Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get these great experiences that'll happen. And, and it's not even, you know, I could have cared less if he signed something at that point. Cause I was just, this is just awesome talking to you. Right. And someone that has such an extensive, uh, you know, knowledge of movies and his history with movies. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's the old time, the old ways of Hollywood, you know, those glory days that you he just was don't wearing get his, anymore. His uh, stuntman um, yeah. oh, man. association hat. Dude, I was, I had, I felt like we were in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for a minute because he felt Talking like to Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth, man, <laughs> it's so cool. It, it's so cool. I have it in me. I want to be a, I just want to be a stuntman so mm-hmm. bad. Just, hey, we can go on our bike ride later. Day. I'll make you take a big jump and see if you got uh, what it I takes. I can't even go on a water slide. I'm gonna. You want to be a stuntman, and you want to be a stuntman. We can't even get cable TV in Ridgemont. <laughs> And you, you want romance. You want to talk about the glory days of Hollywood and how oh. how easy it was back then to just walk in somewhere and say, I'll do it. And they'll be like, sure, put him in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dick Warlock had the stories about how uh, he was cast in Halloween 2 and then basically how he became Michael Myers and was able to uh, you know, play the role. Uh, he walked in after filming Escape from New York, I'm, I'm assuming, because he said he was Kurt Russell's uh, stunt person after that. So... Uh, after filming that, he got a call from Deborah Hill yeah. uh, to come on because they were filming Halloween 2. Yep. And they wanted him to come coordinate the stunts. Yeah. So he went to the office and he said, I never seen these things, so I don't know what the heck it is. I right. don't know what Halloween is. So uh, he met Deborah Hill and she's like, okay, go talk to the director. Rick Rosenthal. Uh, yeah. So he's like, go down. So I go down to Richard's office and he said that as he was going down there, there was a door open to another office sitting on the desk. Was the was a Michael Myers mask? It was Deborah Hill's mask that she had. Okay, and that's why it had the same look because it stayed under her bed forever. I guess after 1978, and this is 1981 um, when they're doing uh, Halloween two, and she smoked and everything. Mm-hmm. That's why the hair was all messed up and it was really matted and um, had a different you know look to it. But yeah, he puts the mask he, on. He puts the mask on, <laughs> takes it, puts it on, and goes to uh, Rick's office there, yep. who is the director. And he said he's he opens the door and he's just standing there across from him from him and he's like, "Who are you? Like, who the hell are you?" Like he he was he was kind of a little bit a little nervous as to who sure. the hell this man is standing here wearing a Michael Myers mask. Um, so then he takes it off and he's you know has a good laugh and he's like, "Oh, I'm you know I'm uh, Dick Warlock." And he said they had a big meeting and then as he's leaving, he said he's holding the mask and as he's walking out the door, he turns to him and he's like. Hey, is there any reason why I can't just play him? And the director's like, oh, I don't care. Ask Deborah. If Deborah's cool with it, I don't, whatever. And she said the same and thing. She said the same. She goes, if Rick's fine with it, I don't care. But that's and, how it was with, you know, Nick Castle. Like the story is he showed up because he and, you know, John, uh, John Carpenter went to school together, film school, and he was in the neighborhood in South Pass, uh, Medina, California. And he showed up and he's just like, well, if you're going to be around, man, put something on, you know? And it's just like, that's how it was. You can't even get near a movie uh, a movie set today. No. You'd be arrested before you even set foot anywhere near Right. It. You know, but it's, these guys were like us, like just, you know, young, aspiring, yeah. like creative people. It's the glory days. And, you know, and it's so cool. And that's why it's cool to meet these people now and to get these stories and to have this stuff documented because, you know, they're not getting any younger. No. And, you know, and, you know, it's... It's it's an important piece of movie history and knowledge that we have these stories and that that somebody out there is actually taking them and whether you know people are writing books or we're just putting them on a podcast or you can find certain stories on YouTube when they do these panels. Yeah. It's just it's really neat to get this stuff out there because it really makes you 
it kind of makes you see things in a different light when you watch these movies and you see these. Um, oh, I'll never look at Halloween film. two the same again. Oh yeah. Like I know the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. You know, I felt that He's way so with Nick sweet. Castle too. He's so sweet. Now I've met three, uh, actually yeah. technically four, which is going to segue into yeah. our next uh, conversation. Yeah. I've met four uh, boogeymen. Actually five. I forgot. I met James U. Courtney. Didn't get a photo or an autograph, but he was walking with Sean um, at Phantasm and Sean introduced him to me. And uh, that guy was super cool, too. But our uh, good buddy, um, Doug Tate, yep. was Doug. at uh, Spookala. And Doug's such a class act, man. Oh, yeah. we, we decided to ask him if he would do a quick segment for the podcast, um, answer a few questions. <laughs> and, of course, Doug's just such a cool guy. Yeah, very sweet, uh, very humble. Um, we, we met him about a year ago and we just kind of hit it off and we all remained in contact and, uh, you know, he's such a great dude and he's actually had his directorial debut. That's right. And if you don't know Doug Tate, he has played, uh, most recently Michael Myers in the Halloween Kills. Yeah. He was a stunt, uh, shape in Halloween Kills. Most notably the, uh, the scene with, uh, Nurse Marion, um and the couple in the SUV mm-hmm. um when Kyle Richards gets out of the car and runs after the trick or treaters who are in the Halloween 3 mask mm-hmm. he's Michael like jumps off the car yeah. um gets shot at he did he did that whole scene if you're not a if you're not a Michael fan he was also uh Jason Voorhees <laughs> oh god he's here <laughs> kill kill uh, in Freddy versus Jason, dude, that final he, scene. He he was actually he played Jason in the very final scene, uh, where he's walking out of the lake holding uh, the uh, Freddy's decapitated he, head, and we heard a really cool story as to did. how that happened. And uh, should we tell that story? What do you think? Sure. You think that's? Let's, let's, I think that's all right. Well, do you want to save that there. for a future episode? That um, a Mister. Um, I think we should wait. Tate might be actually be well, on with us. Video for. Let's him? hold it off for spoilers. Yes. Let's let's. Well, keep let's you, just say this. Keep you he waiting did show for us two. He did show us a prop that he uses in his photo ops where he dresses as Jason, where he has the glove and his hand is holding Freddy's uh, head. And that was really, really cool oh, yeah. to see that prop. It's cool. He puts a lot of work into into these uh, conventions, and you know he really wants to make sure that everybody that comes, and if you do choose to meet him, that you're actually gonna get, uh, you're gonna get your money's worth. And, oh yeah, yeah. And he's just the thing about Doug is too, he's a fan. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he's a fan of film. He's a fan. Of, we talked about literally the meaning and the feeling of Halloween with him. At least three times over he the gets weekend. It. He gets he it. He gets it. He gets the, the leaves, the smoky yeah. smell, the cinnamon smell, um, the nip in the air, candy, like the spookiness and of we Halloween. All, all three of us have one thing in common, which is really cool, that we all have kind of a similar background into, into getting started into all this. So it's just cool to talk to somebody that kind of gets it from, yeah. from, from our perspective and our level. And, you know, he's done some amazing things. So, uh, just a great guy. We do have the Q and A that we did. We did a little, uh, little interview. We did. We did it. And, um, he was very cool to do that with us. I felt like we could have talked forever, but we didn't want to interrupt, uh, the fans coming up and I mean, shoot, we're fans too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> he, uh, was kind enough to do this interview and you guys give it a listen. 
So we are here at Spookala with Doug Tate. Say hello, Doug. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome. We are hanging out with Mr. Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Also, you probably have seen him in the Jack Links commercials. Yes. Also, you made your directorial debut, right? Yes, and I just sold my movie Angel Baby. It's a thriller. It'll be out later this summer, awesome. so check it out. What yes. was it like? Uh, what was it like to get behind the camera as opposed to being in front of the camera? Obviously, as like an actor, and then uh, changing pace into the director's seat. What was that? It like was it was pretty amazing. Um, at first, I was a little nervous, um, just because I had never done it before, and there was a lot of pre-planning and stuff. But once I got into it and started doing it, as the week went on, I was like, Oh my God! How did I wait so long awesome. to do this? And now I'm ready to do another one. You got the bug. I got the bug. I do. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. So cool. Yeah. That's Especially amazing. since being as an actor, you kind of know what what they're going through. You know, you have a little bit of both sides of this. That's awesome. Absolutely. I think that uh, I think that actors that become directors are the best directors because directing performance, knowing how to talk to actors, to me, is the biggest thing in a movie. Like if the acting is good, you could ignore some technical things. So people like Clint Eastwood, some people like that, Mel Gibson. I mean, their movies, Ben Affleck, their That's movies right. are amazing. You know, right. and they know how to direct performance. Um, and I think that that's a huge thing to have that uh, because I've worked on a lot of shows and stuff and there's most of the directors are not actors directors they're technical directors they're camera people things like that so very cool yeah. all right we're gonna ask a silly question what's your favorite soda uh, I'd say <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on Zevia now oh yes right. no sugar yes. and I love them and they taste great yeah cool. I'm, I'm a LaCroix man myself yeah, I, love I love seltzer yeah trying so to cut good. sugar trying that's to cut right. sugar that's what it is B believe me I love cokes and all that but I just don't do it because of the sugar yeah. so Zevia for me alright and then this is another deep cut one you might be on the spot here but if you had to pick to do another film as Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees which one would you pick 100% Michael Myers I've been a Halloween fan Fan. ever since Halloween 2 Michael wearing the yes. shirt um, Dick Warlock who's here at this convention yeah. was the first horror movie I saw started always been a Myers fan he started yeah awesome, yes who, who wins in a fight Michael Jason or Sasquatch who do you got, who do you got, who do you got money on uh, well I think if there's no weapons I think Sasquatch could win because he's got claws and right. he's got power uh, I'd say second Jason because he's just a little more brutal but Michael can sneak up behind you and get you they're all stealthy they are yes <laughs> yes well we are here at Spookala and we are going to get back to the podcast now but thank you so much for your time Doug it's been a pleasure you're a dear friend and we look forward to seeing you in the future thanks guys a pleasure uh talking to you thanks, where can we see you on social media real quick uh you can see me on everything instagram actor douglas tate uh facebook douglas tate twitter stream the movie stream the movie stream angel baby this summer that's it angel baby all right thank you doug and that was awesome um shout out to doug once again for doing that yeah. Doug Tate, and if you haven't seen it yet, it is—it's not out yet, but it is coming out this uh, summer. Yep, his directorial debut for Angel Baby. That's the Angel name of the Baby. Movie. Angel Baby. It is a female-driven thriller. Um, I'm stoked. I'm gonna, dude. As soon as that comes out, cool. I'm streaming it. I'm excited. I'm excited for him, man. It's really cool to to see him doing stuff that, uh, like he was telling us, he's kind of getting to check the boxes of things he's he's always wanted to do. Yeah. So. Uh, always talked to his daughter to too at the table she handles like the the money and stuff and she's such a cool kid and i was asking her, i was like which one's your favorite your dad's done and she's like i've never seen any of his films um 
she was telling me like she was very like hesitant on horror films like she really gets scared but she said the first one she asked me she was like which one do you think i should see first and i told her honestly i said halloween kills is pretty brutal for if your first time mm-hmm. but i said knowing it's your dad it might be different however watch freddy versus jason it's got that campiness yeah freddy versus laugh. jason it has a lot of funny moments in it so i always sometimes i don't think of those as horror movies anymore like no. the freddy versus jason no it, it's it's up there with the campy comedy horror There's, stuff speaking of which uh robert england has a new documentary out um where it kind of goes into all of that and how uh, Freddy became something that kids were watching and yeah. getting into. <laughs> I know. He's not supposed to be for kids. Yep. But uh, that's going to be something cool we can talk about later on. Oh, yeah. So we uh, got to hang out with Doug, and um, he's just such an awesome guy. It was yeah. so cool, like, getting to talk to him and everything. Got to see Sean um, Clark, who um, he represents all those guys. Celebrity All-Stars is his company, and those are all of his clients. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just a dear friend. Um can't wait to uh, see him in uh, a couple of months. No spoilers oh, yet. What are you guys doing? I don't know. We're doing something really cool. In Mike a has of got secrets. He's making secret trips. No, I know what it this is. This entire episode I know what it is, is. is literally like, sneak peek. Stay tuned. Well, hey, we got to get you know people what? back for more, man. This is how you do it. That's it. You give them little tidbits, not um, the full thing. Let's see. We are getting a little close to the end here, okay. but we got to, let's see. Um, so what did we got talk? to see Jack Osborne. Yes. Um, dude, we had a full on like conversation with uh, Robin from Empire uh, Empire Records and totally, the craft. I did not expect that to happen. I just walked up to say goodbye to Sean and, and I didn't realize it was Robin who was with him. And, and then Richard Brake. Richard Brake. Yeah, Doug's there, I'm like. I'm sitting there shaking hands with Richard Brake. I'm like, I don't belong in this circle here, right. but I like it. This is cool. <laughs> we walk up uh, to, to Doug to say our final goodbyes to him because, I mean, I don't know when like next time we'll see him is but um you know he uh he's like oh do you guys know richard and like <laughs> oh, sitting here shaking of like, course we know richard <laughs> yeah there's so many good rob zombie films no, and other yeah, stuff man awesome. the he's gate the new i saw the poster for the gate and he yeah. is on the front of the, the he, gate poster. he told a cool story about that yeah, that's cool uh, but he was in the monsters the new monsters, the new monsters. he's really a nosferatu cool. type character um, i loved him in that um but i think my favorite um experience besides dick and cat take the cake um, for just being the most welcoming, not being friends of ours. Yeah. Because, like, I know anytime we see Doug, it's going to be a great time. He's just such a good friend. And I know anytime we see Sean, it's going to be awesome. Um, but seeing, like, Dick and Cat and just getting to sit with Cat during the uh, Halloween 3 panel um, was probably my highlight of the weekend, seeing the Halloween 3 panel. Oh, definitely. Um, like I said, they were they were ready to invite us over for dinner. Get some coffee. I mean, it was like I was going to my grandma's house. They, yeah. She was so, just so sweet. Just a great, great couple. Um, and just amazing to meet them. And I will remember that forever. Yep, we got to the see stories. some um, great companies. DOA. DOA. Uh, if you watch, if you watch, I don't know when this is going to drop. If this is going to make it before your vlog that you were filming. But if it doesn't, whatever happens, uh, you'll see the Monster Squad Rules shirt. Yeah. that I'm wearing in one of the one of the or one of the parts of your vlog. Um, that was from a company called DOA. Yeah, and they're always at all the conventions. They're at uh, Spook Allen, Spooky Empire. Uh, that is like my favorite shirt because I love Monster Squad. My phone just turned on. <laughs> did it just say Michael? I don't know if it did or not. It kind of scared me a little bit. Um, but you know, I love Monster Squad. That's my favorite movie. We both picked up it. Monster Squad uh, we shirts we got... from uh, Creeporama. 
Um, and uh, those guys were super awesome. We saw DOA. We saw my friend Sterling and uh, Cryptoguts. We saw uh, Skipper Haas. Skipper Haas. Um, Lots of cool stuff. So there many good vendors. So many good vendors and so so many good ideas out there now. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I really, because coming from me, going to Spook Alley, being it my first time there, it was refreshing because there was a lot of new, uh, you know, new vendors, new um, new celebrity guests, things that I I haven't seen before. So it was cool because honestly, two days was perfect. You know, a lot of times yeah. the conventions now I just do one and I've seen it all. But this one, I was like, I need more. I was ready to go back again because we could have went Sunday. We could have, yeah. But I mean, you know, we have to we have to pump the brakes and be responsible at some point. Well, so. you know, you drive. <laughs> Four hours throughout the weekend, <laughs> an hour each way, uh, Dude, twice. Shout out to that Mexican restaurant, man. El Chereo in Ocala, Florida is one of the best Mexican restaurants ever. Mike and I went there Friday night after the convention, and then Doug walked in. <laughs> we saw Doug once again, <laughs> said hey, and then uh, we went uh, Saturday after the convention with Abby um, and had El Chereo once again for the ride home. Dude, I wish it was local. I would... It's kind of like when we go to Spooky Empire that we always big, go to. I'd be in uh, big trouble if that was here. Yeah. That was, that was good food. We always go to Chewy's when we do Spooky yeah, Empire or MegaCon. Right. It's just what you right. do. Yeah, and coming home yesterday, watching Halloween 4, getting into the Halloween spirit. Maybe a little too early, but you never it's know. It's never too early. It, I know you say that, but I, I'm struggling because I'm having my summer vacation mode. Well, during the summertime, but, this is when I usually watch stuff like The Burning, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. um, I start watching Jaws more, Piranha. Yes. Those are summer horror films to me. Um, but at night when it's like the sun's going down and stuff, it's, it's pretty nice to throw on a oh, Halloween yeah. film. Because oh, yeah. I always, John Carpenter's And especially Halloween we're coming amazing. into that, that, uh, that time in Florida where every afternoon you're going to get the thunderstorms. So you, it's a perfect time to throw on a, a little bit of a horror movie. Yeah. Why don't you watch The Thing? We did watch yeah, The Thing. I watched The Thing. thing. I, yeah. I started it last night because I saw you watched it and I was like, where is he watching this on? So I, yeah. I searched, I found, I think it was Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. Yep. So Pluto I started TV it. had so it. Like, Ooh, because Dick Warlock was talking about that. Yep. He's like, ah, really quick. Yeah. Uh, do you know who played the thing? Yeah, that's in right. In that movie? The guy from Bonanza. James Arness. Hey, I James, think it was Gun, yeah. Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, yeah. James Arness. Bonanza. Bonanza. Sorry, you're tired. Micah has what we call the, uh, he's got the convention hangover. Yeah, I got it the happens con to hangover. the best of us, yep. you know? I had too much con, man. Have I should have stopped. too much fun. But I kept conning. You get overwhelmed. You get you get so into these things that you just forget about everything. And instead of us having a relaxing afternoon, we're going to go take a bike ride. That's right. Summer, baby. Got to get our momentum up, man. Summer, baby. We're going out to the lake. We're bring, riding our bikes. Bring that big league chew. I am bringing gonna, it. Maybe we'll throw the ball around. I probably need it right now because I'm we'll sure I have old, coffee breath. We're going to throw the old pig skin around. But this was episode one. All in all, Spookala was amazing um they have an event coming out in october make sure you guys uh look for that and tickets and everything they've got like a scream uh, reunion with that including yeah, mr dude. david arquette david arquette ready to rumble baby. i gotta meet david arquette ready man. to rumble there's C-spot a lot of run there's a lot of light coming off that chrome of yours <laughs> what is he saying and ready to rumble oh yeah c-spot run the count chocula count chocula <laughs> how the hell do you eat that <laughs> Dude, so good, man. I, love I David will rule you. <laughs> um, hey, real quick, uh, we got a couple of messages about the stickers that we had that we were giving away uh, at Spookala. Um, those are totally free. We've got more coming in. Please don't ask if you can pay for those because it's completely free. Um, we'll find a way to give them out, even if you know we drop them off somewhere and we say, "Hey, you want some stickers?" They're at so and so location. Yeah, you know, but if you see us and we have them, dude, just come. Please ask. They're free. Uh, thank you. 
Absolutely, yeah. And eventually, you know, we'll we'll get some merchandise um, up. We'll get a t-shirt and some stickers on the website. Cool ideas. We do. Um, Because we want Monster Camp to really be just like this whole entity of uh, Microrama Productions. But um, on Spotify, there's a place where you guys can ask um, questions, like a QA and a thing. Um, I did it on the first um, uh, pilot episode and um, got some questions on that. And to answer a few of those, the first one that was common was, are you guys going to be on Apple, Amazon? Yes. I'm going to make sure that this episode is officially on every streaming. Um, So if you guys are listening to it on Apple right now, Yay, it worked. Cool. Um, I'm also going to upload this to YouTube. Um, the background on that will just be our logo right now. We're going to be getting into filming these episodes and stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Um, starting, you know, we're just starting off with the basics right now to really get yeah. our feet wet. Um, but yes, we are going to be on every streaming site, as you guys can see right now, or as you guys hear right now. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you answered the question about the stickers, but also ask questions, send us questions, um, comment either on the YouTube video, Mm -hmm. um, on Spotify, I'm sure Apple and stuff, maybe have a place for comments or heck send us an email, um, monstercamppodcast at gmail.com or send us a private message on Instagram. Ask us anything, um, because I'd love to get into some, uh, Q and A's here. Yeah, We'd love to talk about anything and you know, whether it be, Movies, theme parks, horror stuff, whatever it is. But even if you want to know things, then Micah has an extensive knowledge <laughs> of things that, you know, I think that I know a lot of stuff. But this dude is always giving me like these deep cuts that break out sections of my brain that have been locked away since I was like eight years old. Like, uh, <laughs> what was the last one? You were like, this is where uh, the bone and Dennis the Menace. Remember the, the Christmas, uh, Christmas wish? I'm thinking of, I'm mixing them up. Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, or is it Dennis the Menace? Dennis the Menace? We were at Disney Springs last, I think it was like last year, and you threw something out at me. Oh my something gosh. Something with, I think it was, I think it was Dennis the Menace, one of the Dennis the Menace movies, not the really, Dinosaur Not Bones. the Nick Castle one, that's it. Yeah, Dennis the Menace, Dinosaur Bones. You when, said something, and I was like, I forgot that existed. Yeah, it's um the made, it was like a, just a direct to VHS, um, Dennis the Menace, I think it was Dinosaur Hunter, and he has uh, this he he discovers this dinosaur bone in his uh his yard and um they dig up the whole like yard what, and whatever it, it was we were we were somewhere at Disney Springs and you you said something about oh this is yada 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 whatever and i was like okay like i'm for real like i have no idea what you're talking about and i i got scared because i'm like i need to go home because i have lost my way and i need to get back on track <laughs> so well yeah you know i like deep cuts i like watching (laughs) i i you know it's like um what was that movie i asked you to watch the other day midnight hour oh yeah that's a huge deep cut that was good yeah i love those old classic uh made for tv halloween specials yeah they don't don't make them like they used to send us your guys um favorite uh halloween special well it was garfield's halloween special anything from the disney channel like Halloween time. Halloween time. What's your favorite? favorite? What's your favorite summer movie? My yeah. What's your favorite summer? What's movie? your favorite summer movie? What movie do you put on? And because you maybe, know it's summer. Maybe the next one we for do me, have it's to Sandlot. do. We got to do a Jurassic Park uh, one coming up for sure. Uh, we have a lot, a lot for that. No, we missed the thirtieth. Um, we'll wait for the fortieth. <laughs> <laughs> so in ten years, when we'll we've see. gone global. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna do a Jurassic Park one. Uh, I mean, definitely. Laura Dern will be on with us as sure. a guest. Daniel. Yeah. We got Jeff Goldblum. Actually, you know what? Uh, we shoot. We ran out of time. We had Steven Spielberg, but we just we'll, we'll get you next time, Steven. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, buddy. See you later. Yeah, we'll get you next time. My apologies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for listening to episode one officially. Uh, we appreciate. We I did appreciate it you guys so much. High five. Yes. Yes. Episode two is coming up next. Very, very soon. And we will see you guys uh, in the future where that's where we will spend the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm.